I was watching a documentary about the moon landing, whether it was real or not. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what the heck in the world? That's an excellent question. Yeah. The earth, by the way, is not flat, just in case that comes up next and you're questioning. Oh, no, I know. My uh, thing I'm stuck on right now is why was the concept of numbers uh, invented? So why like, are numbers? What, <laughs> why are numbers? <laughs> okay. Like, why, what is the very first thing that people were like, wait a second, I need to know how many of these. I'm sure it was food. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cheese. Cheese to be specific, but. Probably not cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely cheese. But, like, it blows my mind. Okay. This one, this one's, this one's a lot again this one's hard because i don't let's well hang up let's get into it hey guys i'm kelly and i'm ashley and welcome to a day with murder Our case today is from September 6th, 2018. Aw, Riley was turning four. That's so cute. Aww, happy birthday, Riley. I think she had a unicorn birthday party that year. Or maybe it was her spy party. Anyways, okay. Unicorn to spy. It's weird. Mm, All right. Sounds spy, right? Right? Tracks. Anyways, okay. Anyways, <laughs> different podcast. Okay, so. Botham Jean was born on September 29th, 1991 to parents Allison and Bertram in St. Lucia. He was a middle child, 10 years younger than his sister, Alisa, and 10 years older than his brother, Brant. He went by the nickname, Bo. He was very active in his church, and he liked to preach, and he, he was also a song leader in his church. In 2011, at age 19, when it was time for college, he went to a private Christian university in Searcy, Arkansas, called Harding University. During college, he often returned to show his friends his birthplace. While he was there, he volunteered, mainly with an orphanage and at-risk youth. After graduating college, he became an accountant, and he moved to Dallas, Texas. And apparently, like, he dreamed of being an accountant one day, which I just thought was the absolute sweetest thing I had ever heard in my life. Like, that's your golden life? Is that is just, I love Bless that little heart. so much. It made me, because I watched, they had a thing on ID about this. And I don't know why, but like when they said his great dream, I was just like, it made my heart melt. Oh, because <laughs> it's just so something like simple and achievable. And and he did it. Yeah, he did. He got his dream. Good for him. I know. Now this bitch. Okay. Uh, that's the truth. Amber Geiger was a police. What? She was yep. a police. She was a police. <laughs> All right, don't laugh. Amber Geiger was a Dallas Police Department police officer. She lived in the same apartment complex as Botham. In fact, she lived directly below him. He lived in apartment number 1478 in the Southside Flats apartment complex while Amber lived in 1378. On the night of Thursday, September 6, 2018, Amber left work at 9.33 p.m. after a 13 and a half hour shift and drove the two blocks home. Okay, first of all, calm down because 13 and a half hours is nothing for my kind of work day. Get over well, yourself. And I do understand that as a police officer, it is a, a very, it can be a very high stress job. I get it. Absolutely. But 13 and a half hours is, I don't think, you know, firefighters work 24 hour shifts. Sure. So, and I have more to say about that later also. When you start getting into like 16, 18 hours, then we can talk. And I mean, I'm sure she was tired. I'm sure that she was tired. Sure. sure it's a long I get shift. That. But that's not long enough to justify what happens next. 
She was on the phone when she parked at what she thought was the third floor of the parking garage at her apartment complex that she'd been living in for two months. She walked to, quote, her apartment, bypassing all the differences on the fourth floor where she really was. Does that does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Because people have it was stuff hard outside their apartment, like different decorations and stuff. Sure. And the light is different. And if you watch the videos... Um, his apartment has a little balcony. So like, not a balcony, but like the, the way it looks at the, the, the front door. Yeah. It just, it uh-huh. was very different. I'm not sure how this happened. She completely missed the red doormat in front of Botham's door. And she noticed that her quote door was ajar. So she's claiming that she's thinking she's going to her apartment. She gets there and sees that the door is ajar. She opened it and saw both of them sitting on the couch eating ice cream. She was off duty, but still in her uniform. She had her weapon, but did not have her body camera still recording. Seeing both of them, she thought he was an intruder. An intruder sitting on her couch eating ice cream? I mean, that's me as a burglar, but still. Yeah, no, just no. Amber claims she yelled directions at him, and when he didn't follow them, she shot him twice in the chest. So you're first reaction is kill shots yeah yeah and i have more to say once again at the trial i have more to say about that once we get to the trial okay a neighbor Alyssa kinsey said quote i was sitting in my apartment i heard a single gunshot followed by the commotion talking kind of running couldn't tell exactly what it was i jumped up went to my door looked out the people i didn't see anything but i could hear a female calling 911 at that point amber called 911 and he was taken to the hospital where he ultimately died hanging out on your couch just literally could not be minding his business more watching conspiracy documentaries on netflix eating ice cream after your successful dream of accounting all day literally living your best life and his sister, Elisa, said that, like, he talked to her on the way home at, like, 5 o'clock and said he was going home to watch TV. And when they hung up, she's, I'm about to cry. She said they didn't say I love you. And he and she thought about it later. And she said, I'm going to give him a hard time for, for that later. And just, you I know, it's just. You uh, just never think it's going to happen. And it shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have happened. You know, sitting on his. Uh, all right. Like, this okay. is what I do every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And have some someone come in and be like, oh, shit, my bad. I thought it was my house. I'm sorry. Not even that. That would have been fine. Okay, well, it's not. So see you later. But to walk in shooting yeah. and it's not your it's just okay. Hold on. Okay, so let's keep going. So Amber was not arrested then, nor was she interrogated that night. But she was put on paid administrative leave. After the Texas Rangers did an investigation, they came and arrested her three days later on a charge of manslaughter. How was it not murder in the first place? So real quick, the difference between manslaughter and murder. Manslaughter means you sort of were reckless. And as a result, someone died. Murder means you had the intent to kill. That comes up later in the trial, which is why I'm saying it. And that so right now she's charged with being reckless, basically. And as a result, somebody died. She was then fired on September 24th. Upset upset with the sorry, I've got my mouth. All right. Upset with the way this was going so far, protests began. Allison, Botham's mother, said he didn't deserve it. He was sitting in his own apartment. He felt safe in that apartment, and he was violated for coming in and murdering him. I hope that whatever comes out of Botham's case, that it will be a signal to police officers all over the United States that they need to think before pulling the trigger. I feel like that shouldn't have to be 
repeated or reiterated or uh, that's not common sense? It's not. I mean, we have had we've talked about it before. It is not common sense. It's just apparently it is just not. So a neighbor of Botham and Amber's, Richard Nelson, said, super scary because the police are supposed to protect you. And then they come home and you're just hanging out in your house. And then they come home thinking they're home or whatever. I don't know if she was tired, but that's pretty scary. Yes, Richard. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. After evidence was presented to the grand jury on November 30th, 2018, the charge was changed to murder. So now part of the trial becomes not just proving that she killed him, but proving that her intent was for him to die. She shot him in the chest. Yeah, but now, yes. But she could just say, sorry, go ahead. If she shot him in the leg and he bled out and died, manslaughter, I get it. Well, she could just say, you know, I I was reverted to my training or whatever. Sure. She could just say that and it could be manslaughter. That, that, what I'm just trying to say is now part of the part of the burden is on the prosecution now to show that she was trying to that she knew he would die by her actions. Sure. She knew that he was going to die and th- she chose to act that way anyway, because murder doesn't especially first degree is not necessarily at least in Texas. It's not necessarily planning. It just means you have a chance to make a different choice and you choose to continue with the action that's going to kill this person. So Brianna Brown, deputy director of the Texas Organizing Product project said today feels like justice today the grand jury showed that the life of botham john mattered today the grand jury showed that no one not even white police officers are above the law while our ultimate goal is to stop the killing brutalizing and harassment of black men by police officers making police accountable for their unjustified acts is a step in the right direction dallas police chief you it was you like her first initial is and then she goes by her middle name okay Okay. That's what all the articles said. I just work here, ma'am. I believe you. It just is weird because it sounded like I was trying to call you Renee Hall. You, Renee Hall. (laughs) I'm not Renee Hall. Dallas Police Chief, you, Renee Hall, said, Every person in the Dallas Police Department continues to feel anguish about this difficult and tragic event. We recognize and understand the national discard. Discord. Discard. The national discord. (laughs) Why Why are you Irish? I don't know. It's happened sometimes. All right. We recognize and understand the national discord regarding the relationship between law enforcement and the communities we serve. We may have work to do and remain committed to. We may have work to do. Really, Renee? Mm -hmm. We may have work to do and remain committed to improving our relationships throughout the city. So this is if you notice, I didn't even have time to finish typing it all at the very last paragraph sentence. It's also I have more to say. (laughs) Okay. So during the trial, some more information came to light. So one of the excuses that was given for Geiger's actions was that she was so tired, she just made a mistake. However, it was found that throughout the day, she had been sexting with her partner, her police officer partner, not her like lover partner. I mean, both apparently, but like the officer partner during the day, planning for a rendezvous that evening. So once she got into her parking garage, it took her about 10 minutes to park. The theory is that she had a phone call with her partner, whose name, by the way, is Martin Rivera, who also, by the way, happened to be married. And they had some kind of disagreement. So apparently she began driving sort of aggressively after that, like she was mad or something. Okay. Um, And then pulled into a parking spot, somehow managed to make it up to the fourth floor instead of parking on the third floor and walked into the fourth floor. So if you're planning to have like a sexual encounter with somebody you're not that tired Agreed. not tired to the point where you're going to walk into your house and somebody else's and apartment and somebody just start else's shooting house thinking that it's your own yes okay so then also it was discovered that so she murdered both of them and then called 
911 for police and EMS. And you can, oh, sorry, I, I might cry again. You can hear both of them in the background just kind of moaning. And so she talks to him and it's, you know, she's like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't planning to do this. But then she says to the police dispatcher, I'm going to lose my job. I saw that. And that is just heinous. I, I saw that in the, I didn't hear the recording, but I saw a, um, what do you call it? Transcript. Transcript of it. Yeah. And she mentioned more than once. Several times. she was going to lose her job. She was going it, to, it, it's just heinous. That is, it, that's. So already I'm not I on just your shot, side. If I just shot someone, I feel my job would be the last thing on my mind. And we've said before that you can't judge somebody based on how they react in that moment. Sure. That, that's but I kind of do. I, just, <laughs> I do. That man is laying on your floor dying. He is. He hadn't even passed yet. You know, it's not like it was fine. Like, there's nothing else that can be done. It's over. You know what I mean? She should yeah. have been. And then, so as a police officer, she's trained in first aid. She should have right, been right, right. doing CPR. She was not doing CPR or anything like that. And then at 10.02, after she hung up with the dispatcher. Oh, sorry, mad mouth. After she hung up with the dispatch, before the officers, because the officers made it into her apartment about 10.04, at 10.02, she texted her boyfriend, Martin Rivera, and asked him to come, that she messed up. So clearly, she is not doing any kind of life-saving measures on this man who is dying, the man that she just killed in her apartment by, quote, accident, because she's so busy texting her boyfriend, because she's more worried about what's happening to her than what is happening to the man dying on her floor. That she killed. That she killed. I am so mad. And the people want to act like she's just a victim. You cannot believe how many people were on her side when this happened. It was just an honest mistake. I just find it really hard. The only time that I've gone to the wrong thing is my car in a parking lot. Yeah. You go to the, yeah, you go to the wrong car. Is that what you're saying? The car that yeah. looks like yours? Yeah. Sure. I have, I've lived in apartments. I have never been so quote unquote tired that I've gone to the wrong apartment because even when you're tired that's when you're on autopilot the most mm -hmm. so you would know where you're going and you're talking about like the entryway or whatever mm -hmm. if you're in a routine of okay like even though it doesn't seem like it it's muscle memory mm -hmm. like when you move something and you go to like set your bag down you're like wait a second even though the <laughs> chairs only moved two inches uh -huh. it's still a noticeable difference and you're like what the heck and so even how do you that, not notice where you're putting your house key. Well, and even that now. Okay, so to be fair, there apparently were complaints before about how confusing the parking garage was. Okay, sure, but and they had recently just replaced all the doors in the apartment complex and done it very cheaply. So apparently, and this was sort of proven in court. So when you put your key fob in, and they didn't have keys they had like the fobs that go in and then turn uh -huh. green or red uh -huh. so apparently when her key went in it turned red but because the door had been replaced so cheaply and it had been raining that day the wood had swollen up and when he shut the door earlier it shut but it didn't click latched mm -hmm. locked click like latched so um she was able to just push it open even so you open that door that's and no shade to both of them his apartment was a mess okay so what i'm saying is like you open the door and you see somebody else's stuff all over the place. Right. How do you not just then go, wait a second. Do you not realize that that's not your couch? That's and not your dining room table? Then even more than that, sorry. <laughs> even more than that, she said he stood 
he, she testified in the trial. She, they tried to use the castle doctrine, which is like stand your ground. Mm-hmm. That she was defending herself, which shouldn't even apply because she busted she into wasn't his even apartment. In his, oh my god! Yeah, there, I have so much rage about this oh. case about how poor Potham John and his family uh, were. Just sorry, there's so much to say. Okay, and then tried to use self defense that he got up and was coming at her. However, he one, would have been using his own self defense to go after her. Like that would have been okay. I'm sorry. Well, no, and even then, one of the bullets entered. From coming from up into like right above his heart in a downward. And she was above him. So she was above, and he was a big guy, and she's not tall. You know, she's an average size. So he had to have been sitting down or crouched down, maybe like he was going to stand up. Like what? Who is this what person coming hell? into? Yeah. yeah. So there is no way he was coming at her because he had to have been facing like side to, for the way the bullet entered. She he had to have been down. And they tried to say that he was coming at her and she was defending herself. And then, so they had this very rehearsed story when she was taking her turn on the stand. And um, she kind of knew exactly what to say. And then when the prosecution started questioning her, um, saying, and they asked her, when you shot him, did you know, were you trying to kill him? And she was like, yeah, I wanted to kill him. Boom, murder. Like, yes, I shot him intending to kill him. How is it a thing, even if... Let's just say it was her apartment and he was in there. If he wasn't trying to hurt her, how can it be a thing that she still can just kill him for being in her apartment? That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, I I understand shooting to wound. So that's what I was saying. Shooting him in the leg and shooting him in the arm. Something. I, I get it. Also, why couldn't she have just backed up and left? Or, um, I think I put it in here. She lived two blocks. From the police station. Yeah, that was a mention that they didn't have a lot of shootings in that area because they were so close to the police station. Two blocks. Two blocks. Call for and backup. she couldn't... That's right. Just walk out the door and go call for backup. How can you open a door and just start shooting? And not realize that it's not your house. And even if it was, how can you open a door and then just start shooting? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why this was a debate at the time. Like, why was it debated? And if she is an officer, wouldn't she know to not like shooting someone? It's not your first. Reaction. I mean, apparently it is. And then, and then I forgot to mention this during the trial more. So her messages. So the messages that I mentioned to her boyfriend, Martin Rivera, her married boyfriend who is married to someone else. It's not her. And it was also her, an officer of the law and they were partners and also sexting while at work. Um, so apparently before they submitted their phones for investigation they deleted all the text messages of course course they managed to recover some and then she scrubbed her social media presence so she got rid of her facebook her instagram her twitter her whatever Mm -hmm. she had she forgot Mm -hmm. to do her tiktok i mean not her tiktok she forgot to um get rid of her her pinterest boards and she was posting all kinds of like uh making fun of obama and colin kaepernick and talking about People should be glad that they don't just, she doesn't just open fire on him when she's mad. She, this woman is heinous. She's a bully with a gun. And yet it was debated. Like people debate, well, she was, you know, she really thought it was her apartment. Well, no, she, she did not. And even if she did, it doesn't matter. You don't open a door and just open fire. And you know, him being like a black man and there's a police officer, a small white woman, looking at it from his point of view, busting up into your apartment. 
And you're just like, shit, like, what do I do? And his and- brother, Brant, said that he would never, if she had called orders to him to, like, stop, put his hands up, he would have done it because he had spoken Absolutely. to Brant before that when Brant came to visit him, he needed to be really careful being a black man in America. Right. That sometimes the officer, it is awful to begin with, but that just proves that if she had called orders as a police officer, he would have complied. Sure. So she opened the door, saw some person in there and just searched. And that, like, she had to have seen more than just, oh my goodness, a person. Because you can't aim like that unless you take in more, you know what I'm saying? Like, she had to have noticed what else was going on around her. Right. That's what I'm saying. How can you go into somewhere and not realize it's not your house? I've never done it before in my life. I go into my mom's house and I'm like, nope, this isn't my house. This is my mom's house. Your mom's like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I saw her tonight, actually. But like, how do you, it doesn't. Okay. Well, and then the day of the funeral, the day of Botham's funeral, the media started spinning it that he had drugs. Yeah, it was weed. And even if it was, it doesn't matter. Weed is not. I don't care yeah, if he had. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter in this situation. It she doesn't matter. She came into his apartment. I don't care if he had cocaine and a sex worker in the back bedroom. It doesn't matter. She busted into his apartment. He didn't. Both of them seem to be a super stand-up guy, but like it didn't really matter. Did. And he had the best smile. He did have the cutest little. Like face. it broke my heart to look at him. I look. Did you look at their um, foundation website? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my God, there's so many like good pictures of him and he just seems like so joyous and He just always had such a genuine smile. I'm about to cry. Oh my gosh. All right, go ahead. So on October 1st, 2019, Amber Geiger was found guilty after the jury deliberated for six hours. The next day, after a one hour deliberation, she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. The prosecution's main argument was that she did not follow standard police protocol of entering a building with a suspected burglar inside. She could have easily called for backup since the police department was only two blocks away, which is what I said earlier. Like, who, what? You're a police officer. You should know this. And then if she's trying to say that it was her training that she she fell back on her training to shoot him twice, it's like, no, you didn't, because this is what the training tells you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Brant, Botham's little brother, told Amber he forgave her during his victim impact statement he even hugged her before she was taken away to begin ser- serving her sentence and I, I can't how i couldn't either but he according to everything everybody said he was had a lot of deep anger before this and i think this was him saying that i have to forgive you because i need to heal he can't be angry anymore, yes right? and i could i don't think that i could do that and he got a lot of grief from the protesters for doing this. And I wanted to say, y'all stop. He lost his brother. He needs to heal how he needs to heal. Don't yeah. try and control Everybody his does healing. It differently. Yeah. Yes. Allison, Botham's mother, didn't react to the verdict. But she did tell reporters that the 10 years will give Amber time to reflect and change her life. S. Lee Merritt, an attorney for the Jean family, said, of course, that's inadequate. The entire justice system is inadequate and the work must continue. Karen Geiger, Amber's mother, said, quote, she wanted to take his place. She'd always tell me she wished that she could take his place. She feels very bad about it. She feels very bad about it. Really? That's that's it? That's all you got? She didn't. She, I mean, I know that, but. 
she was mad about how it affected you watched her at the trial and she it ruined her life her, yes she the only thing that bothered her was how this affected her the Jean family filed a lawsuit against Amber and the city of Dallas. It argues that she used excessive force in the shooting and says that the department didn't give her adequate training, which, I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, I don't know about the city of Dallas. I also read that they um, are suing the apartment complex for the faulty doors, which I 100% back. Okay. Because I she couldn't that, have sure. gotten in if the doors worked. Sure. She couldn't have gotten in. Sure. I mean, it's still all on her, but if they had done their job, it, it would have been a layer of protection that it's just... He would have needed. Sort of should happen in everybody's home. Your door should shut. Uh, right? Yeah. Your Basic. door should shut. Agreed. Your door should shut. Life hack. Shut your door. Okay. <laughs> shut your door. Poor both of them. All right. So on October 16th, 2019, the defense filed a notice of appeal requesting a new trial. It was denied. On August 7th, 2020, the defense filed an appeal alleging that insufficient evidence existed to convict her of murder. They wanted either an acquittal or reduction in the charge. This proves to me that she doesn't feel bad about it. Because 10 years for murdering someone is easy peasy. is a like the lightest sentence ever. And if it if God forbid something like I would just want to stay, I, I would just hide under my bed in jail or prison for the 10 years and just cry every day. Uh, you, yeah just uh, all right sorry i'm mad <laughs> i know they were hoping they were hoping for a charge of criminally negligent homicide with a new hearing for sentencing on the reduced charge on august 5th 2021 her murder conviction was upheld the defense of entering the wrong apartment did not justify the lesser charge i'm what? not i still don't understand how that's a defense no but it's not my fault because i was in the wrong apartment ma'am that's exactly why uh, okay. it's your fault right finally her last chance her appeal to the texas court of criminal appeals was denied she is in mountain view correctional center and is eligible for release as early as september of 2024 that's two years two years two years and i think that she will probably get out yep i do too her full sentence runs until september 2029 so after his death, mainly good things happened in Botham's name, except for one incident. Jasmine Crockett, um, so she was a congressional candidate and a civil rights lawyer. Uh, on her website, she said that she was a lawyer for the Jean family. She claims it was a mistake to have it on the website, but that was after the Jean sent a cease and desist letter. They did not want Crockett to use Botham's name for political gain. Who does that? I feel like garbage people is the correct answer there's just a lot here and you can't just pretend that you were for something when you're not like i understand that she's a civil rights lawyer and all but you can't you know what i mean yeah you can't just take someone's name and then use it hey i help with this no no ma'am you did not and even if you did you don't do that without the family's permission you know Either And either way, it's like a, hey, hey, look what I did. Uh, okay. Well, and I get that if you did something good and you're running for office, you want to continue to do more good work in office, but you don't make up lies. And then you also, even if it's true, you don't do without talking to the family and saying, hey, I'm running for office. I helped you with this. I'd really like to be able to use my work I did here as a way to continue doing that work if I get right. into office. So, garbage. So... But on September 1st, 2021, Governor Greg, Greg Abbott signed Ooh. into law the Botham-Jean Act 
Bose Law, HB 929, it is intended to create systemic accountability and policing. It makes it illegal for peace officers to disarm body cameras during the course of an investigation in which they're involved in. It stems from a part of the case where Dallas PD Sergeant Mike Mata told another officer to turn off the dash cam of the car that Amber was in that night that Botham was murdered. Mm -hmm. When he was questioned about it later, Mata said he made the request because Amber's attorney called her while she was in the back of the car and Mata deemed it attorney-client privilege. But she wasn't arrested. She wasn't interrogated. She wasn't anything. So how is any of that attorney-client privilege to begin with? And just take her out of the car. Oh, yeah. How about that? Also, following his death, the Jean family began the Botham Jean Foundation with the mission of promoting Christian intervention for social change. They give back to the St. Lucian community by helping with all of the charities and organizations that Botham volunteered with. They include St. Lucia Boys Training Center, the New Beginnings Transit Home, Marion Home for the Elderly, Gross Islet Community Outreach, and providing support to persons in need of immigration guidance, and, of course, providing support to families impacted by police brutality. I'm exhausted. He was such a good human. He really was. And I think it's, it makes me so mad that the quote, good guy, the police officer was a murderer in this one. And he was really the good guy. And his life was cut short before he really had a chance to do anything, anything. And it just, you know, and then (sighs) I'm about to cry. And then for that. Then everybody to sort of try and side with her. Not everybody, but a lot of people to try and say she made an honest mistake. And it's just, it, it's just, it sucks. Maddening. It, it really just sucks. I was telling Ryan last night that humans can do so much good for mankind and the world and everything. But they're spending all this time being racist and worrying about what women do with their bodies. And sex, or, yeah, sexist and... You know, anti-immigrant like, and just it's just so much that there's <laughs> oh, humans could do so much good, but they're wasting their time on this. And think of all the good that he was doing right. that then get cut short. Yeah. And then they try and say that it's just it, it just makes me so mad. This whole thing made me so mad. It just made me mad. So our hearts go out to both of John's family. And I hope that everybody's doing OK. Can I have a happy ending? <sighs> Yes. Okay. There's a Skittles in here. A kitty cat? Or like the candy? Skittles. There's another kitty cat. Come here, Bean. Hello, Bean. Don't. She's going to get confused. She She's already confused. Okay. All right. Well, she's busy. Give me a happy okay. ending. All right. We got good birthdays today. Besides, Yay. my daughter's Riley's. birthday is today. Happy birthday to my wonderful daughter, Riley. All right. So, September 6th, 1757. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman. Lafayette. <laughs> the Marquis de Lafayette was born today. Your face is so red right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. Adorable. I love when we have Hamilton birthdays. They make me feel so happy. I know. I know you do. So it's the Marquis de Lafayette's birthday today. Riley was also super excited when I told her that she shared a birthday with him. Was she? Yes. You so she started wa- let her watch Hamilton. Have you? No, but I sing it to her a lot. So she started, of course, doing okay. the rap, and it went a lot like this. I'm taking it to it. Excellent. Same. Excellent job, okay. Riley. Okay. Yep. And then in 1967, Macy Gray was born. Okay. Okay. 1972, 
Anna Kanani Rose was born and she did the voice of Tiana in um, The Princess and the Frog. And she was Angelica in the off-Broadway version of Hamilton. Ooh. Right? And then in 1972, Idris Elba was born from, um, he's been in a lot of stuff, but we know him best from Thor. Oh my God, his name just popped out of my head. The sword guy. The sword guy. That can see everything. That controls the gate. Yes. Oh, don't tell me. What's his name? The black guy? <gasps> yes, the hot one. He's super hot. Don't tell me his name. Are you looking it up? No. Oh. You told me not to tell you his name. Yeah, don't tell me, but look it up because I feel like I'll get the knowledge from your brain. <laughs> I feel like once you look it up, it'll pop in my head. I don't know why. Uh, uh, it's two syllables. Hold on. Give me a minute. Uh, Heimdall! Yes. That's what it is. I knew I'd get it. I had to picture Thor calling for him. Heimdall! <laughs> and then I got it. I'm good now. So our events for today. So we're taking it back in time. Obviously, that's what we do every day. I don't know why I feel the need to say that. Okay, so in 1522... The ship Victoria becomes the first ship to circumnavigate the globe. It was a Spanish ship, and it was commanded by the Portuguese explorer Ferdinand Magellan. It set sail from Spain on September 20th, 1519, trying to find a better route to Indonesia. So it went all the way around. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the expedition began with five ships, including Victoria, and 260 crew members. And then when it came back, it only had the Victoria, just the one ship, and only 18 crew members. What happened to the rest? And no Magellan. What happened to the rest? They all visited heaven to stay. What happened to th- They died. Well, I get that part. Thank you. Okay. I was like, well, but, do you not know what that means? <laughs> but like, how though? I'm, uh, I have no idea. A bunch of different ways, I'm sure. Starvation, dehydration, scurvy. Wasn't that a thing? Pirates? I think so. Maybe. Narnia? I don't know. Uh, Narnia. Absolutely. I'm sure it was Narnia. Okay. Mermaids. Nailed it. Fixed it. Okay. Sharks, giant sharks, Sharknado. Sharknado and Arnia. Bad combo. Bad combo. Kelpies. I'm pretty sure it was Kelpies. Okay. So in 1870, September 6th, 1870, a woman cast her vote for the first time in the United States. Yes. 1870. It was 70 year old Louisa mm-hmm. Ann Swain. She voted during a state election in Laramie, Wyoming. And then technically women weren't extended the right to vote in the United States until 1920. Um, so the governor of Wyoming, who was whose name was John A. Campbell, signed a bill that gave women to the right to vote in Wyoming, December 13, 1869. This meant that women could vote in local and state elections, but not countrywide. Well, she she was getting there. She she did it. So can you imagine? So she was born in 1800, and then she gets to vote in an election when she's 70 years old. It's probably just, well, what a world we live in. Right? I just think that's so, I, I just love that. That's always my favorite thing when working in being a female in like auto part industry uh-huh. and guys are always surprised. I'm like, Oh my God, we can vote now too. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a wild, wild world, bro. Like sometimes my husband even lets me drive. <laughs> it's crazy. Not his car though. That's a man's car. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Okay. So <laughs> you'll like this one. And then in 1916, the first true supermarket in the United States was opened by Clarence Sanders in Memphis, Tennessee. Which supermarket was it? I don't think you'll Food ever Lion. guess one. Food Lion. Nope. You crops. No. Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Dang it. It's been how long? 1916. A hundred years? Over a hundred years. What the heck? Yeah. I think I passed two of them on the way to your house. Piggly Wigglies? I think so, yeah. Are they this far north? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Anyways, and that's our birthdays and our events for today. So, who caught your eye this week? Harriet Tubman. (laughs) Okay, I love Harriet Tubman. I'm in. Go ahead. I'm still on my 
Civil War mm-hmm. slavery mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just got into I'm just starting like a deep dive into the Underground Railroad. No pun intended. She was and such a queen. She such a badass. Have you reached the part where she was a spy in the Civil War? No, stop. Don't tell me the things yet. Okay, sorry. I'm just kind of starting on that whole like part of it. Mm-hmm. And I am so in love with her to have someone who is so willing to put her life, everything on the line. Everything. Literally everything. Not only to... was she black, but she was a black woman at that time. Yeah. yeah. Super minority. And to just be like, screw it. These people need help. And... I'm here to do it. And, and yet, I love her gumption and her ambition and everything. And yet we have 75. We went to a high school called Lee Davis High School. Where's the Harriet Tubman High School? <laughs> right. Can we look at different people to idolize, please? Thank you. Okay. Yes, she's awesome. The Lee Davis Confederates. Can you not? Uh, apparently they, they, they can now because it's no longer called that. <laughs> Stonewall Rebels. Can y'all not? Sto- no, Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> Samuel Jackson, Rebels. Can y'all... Welcome to Virginia. Oh, speaking of, uh, Sally Helm did do an episode on the um, Stonewall riots. Oh, yes! I was like, yes, tell me all the things. I already knew all the things, but still. It's very exciting. Sally's Excellent history. She's my new BFF, my new girlfriend, so... Bite me. We we spend lots of time together. She tells me all the things. Who caught your eye? So, mine's not nearly as fun as yours, but this week I watched Hawkeye. Have you watched Hawkeye? I have not. <gasps> you have to watch it. Your girlfriend's in it. Yelena. <gasps> oh, really? Yes. It is really good. I highly recommend it. Gosh. You don't... Okay, so remember at the end of Black Widow, when the... the spoiler to oh, anybody. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, she okay, goes okay, after okay, Hawkeye, okay. and she meets the... Okay. Her... She meet, well, I'm going to give you... I'm not going to give you too many spoilers, but I am going to give a little bit, because it's who got my eye this week. She, um meets the the new woman who's training sort of gonna be the new hawkeye mm-hmm. kind of and their interactions are perfection yes <laughs> absolutely i could watch a show just about those two just existing in the world <laughs> give me some kind of buddy cop comedy about those two and i'm in where's the kate bishop yelena tv show that's just just watch like Yelena can train her and then she can take her shopping and then it just perfect. I'm in. They can be BFFs. And I'm done. It. Yes. They're the best. So <laughs> it was really, really excellent. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Boxed mac and cheese comes up at one point. Uh, yes, of course yes. it does. Why wouldn't it, it? It's just, it's really, they compliment each other while they're fighting. Okay. That's fair. Do it. Just, you need to watch it. It's really good. Okay. I will. They also have Steve, Ro- Steve <laughs> Avengers, the musical. I'm sorry. Avengers the musical. And they and and Hawkeye goes to see it. And then at the Stop end Stop it. At the end of the very last episode, like the after credit scene, they do like the whole musical number. It is so cheesy and awful and I love it so much. I bet it's fantastic. And the the random there's like a random New Yorker in it. And it's Adam Pascal from um Rent. I've never they got seen like that. a well, all you need to know he's like a legit Broadway dude. <laughs> And they got into, I was like, and I texted Ben and Sarah, I was like, hey, do you know who that is? And they were like, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, then I don't want to talk to y'all anymore. It was very exciting. The musical number is like, I can do this all day. <laughs> you know how Captain America says that all the time? It was perfect. 
was like, I'm so into this. It was great. 10 out of 10 recommend. I have to watch it now because your reaction is amazing to it. Yeah, it's really good. It might be my favorite. That was our case from September 6th, 2018. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A Date with Murder and on Facebook at A Date with Pod. Bye. Okay, love you, miss you, bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Amen. Amen. Hugs and kisses. Okay, high fives and handshakes. Okay, bye. Bye. I have gum disease. How come every week you talk about your like just how you're falling apart? Because I am falling apart. That's probably, I wonder if it would help you if you didn't move your mouth so much. But no, that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I asked that question already. I don't think that you did. Me and my dentist were BFFs now. What's your dentist's first name? Kate. Kate McKinnon? Kate. I don't know. She's Dr. Kate. So I don't know if that's her first name or last name. Dr. Kate. That's all. That's it. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Mom leaves for Vegas on Sunday. Oh, what are you going to do? I don't know. Three whole weeks. She came over and took all my clothes. Why? Is she not letting you out of the house while she's gone? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take these. You stay here. Does she not know that you'll leave the house start naked and not even care? (laughs) Right? Right? I was looking for my broom the other day. Couldn't find it anywhere. It was in the pantry. Of course it was. Where else would it be? That's where I keep my broom. Like legitimately, that's where I keep my broom. Yeah, but our pantry isn't um, a walk-in pantry. It's just a... Shelf why was it in the pantry? You know what? what? You know why it was there? No, I'm telling you right now why it was there. Ryan swept, wanted to make sure that you knew he swept, so he put the broom away in the wrong spot. <laughs> She's not here to see me do it. How can I make sure she knows that I cleaned? Why is this so accurate? <laughs> Cake's closed. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say to that situation. He says I'll take up the bed. He's right. <laughs> for this one instance and this one instance only i agree with ryan <laughs> mom did too while we were at dinner and i was mad that she was like unless things have changed she has arms over here she's got legs over here her head's over here and ryan's like yep and i'm like well i can't help it and you scoot away and then you turn over and you're much closer like a horror movie <laughs> hi hi i'm right here i'm right here hi I don't know if you knew this. You accidentally moved further away. <laughs> I don't want you to be sad, so I got closer to you. <laughs> you looked lonesome. <laughs>